so anyway, I, I'm I'm pumped for this new career. I'm also going to be an essential worker, so hopefully that's going to bump me up in line. It should. It very much should. So, um, from I'm, what I hear, fat, I'm fat and I'm going to be essential. So maybe that's the the title of this episode: Fat <laughs> and Essential. That's the one. <laughs> I think we found it, baby. to change my background because i didn't want to be the headless podcaster the headless podcaster floating near the fucking death star the second death star under construction death star yes the on the forest of indoor so the background ladies and gentlemen of my of my zoom meeting was uh from the forest of indoor during night looking at the under construction second death star it was pretty cool but it was also very distracting. And I know that this sort of minutia is why you guys tune in. Well, the whole deal was his head kept disappearing into the Death Star. And a, a big part of what we do here is uh, feeding off of each other's facial reactions. <laughs> and Matt is the king of just fucking yeah, ridiculous I, faces <laughs> that crack me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a tendency to overreact. I remember one time I, uh, I got a note from, I'll say his name, fuck him. His name's Bastion Carboni. He's one of my favorite directors, even though he's a total prick. Um, <laughs> when I was like 20 years old doing a play in Austin, he just goes, you keep mugging. Stop. You know what I mean when you say, when I say you're mugging? We had like meetings about it and shit. And I'm like, dude, I just have, I can't. You can't, you can't put the beast in a cage. Listen, man, we are overweight, comedic character actors. Mugging and chewing the scenery is our brand. That's why Look, you hire us. That's why I get hired a lot of the time. Now, <laughs> see, I don't like the word character actor. Oh. Because I'm, uh, and I, I've never liked it uh, because I feel like it just means fat actor. And it has always bugged me that, like, we have this second tier of actors. There's actors, and then there's character actors. And it's, like, basically means there are pretty people, and then there's fat people. Or, you know, and every now and then a character actor uh, isn't necessarily fat, but it might be, like, Chris Walken. Even though, you know what I mean, like, weirdos. Well, Chris Walken is a character actor, but he's the same character actor. <laughs> right. I like Chris Walken, by the way, but come he on. Doesn't. Come on. He, he kind of does the same thing over and over again a little bit. Yeah. That generation of actors, there's a lot of actors from that specific generation that really it's just like, in this film, this person is going through this, and in his next film, he'll be going through this. Which is a... Which is pulled from uh meisner yeah put yourself meisner sort of acting which is which is frankly is one of my favorite styles of acting if we're gonna if if i didn't foresee us talking about acting technique but let's Mm -hmm. fucking do it um yeah 
I really like, I actually teach a workshop on Meisner because I think it's really uh, fascinating stuff it, it, because I, o- I always get the best results out of, in terms of like casting and things, it, it, um, I always just get the best results if I go in and I'm just kind of like not acting at all. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, that makes sense. I mean, so for years I did the Meisner stuff and I always felt slightly disconnected uh-huh. from it. And a lot of times it just took a lot more for me to get connected. And then when I started working with Robert, we started doing the um, uh, Stella Adler, Marlon Brando truth serum method. Ooh, tell me about that. Really, just boiled down everything because I feel like throughout that, I've never truth serum. Yeah, so uh, I'll start with a little bit of backstory on this. So I feel like I was a better actor when I was younger. Until recently, I feel like I was a better actor when I was younger, and I kind of didn't know what I didn't know, and it was just like, okay, I'm this person. This is what we're doing, and this is how we feel about it. Yes, yes. That in a very fifty thousand foot overview is truth serum. What is the emotional truth of this exact moment? Interesting. And of course, you know, you go deeper and deeper when you're actually right. scene studying and stuff like that. But I mean, it really breaks it down to the core elements. And it helped me wade through a lot of, I don't, I don't want to say bullshit because it feels like I'm not putting down Meisner at all. That's not what yeah, I'm doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just different things work for different people. Absolutely. Meisner never really did it for me. And I always okay. felt bogged down by a lot of what I called moving parts in a sense. Okay, that yeah. I was thinking about a lot of shit where this um, Stella Adler truth serum method, this Brando deal that I was doing with Robert really just helped me to throw everything away and start over and just go from a core of, um, you know, who the people are, what their relationships are with the other people in the scene. And then within that scene, finding the window to create and build the backstory to know these people better than they know themselves and make it real <laughs> and then That's yeah, cool. bring, bring these people to life. So you don't actually like take GHB and start running lines. No, no GHB. None of that. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> I thought it was like real truth serum. No, no, no. <laughs> Just um, dude, emotional truth. Like, I mean, it's Marlon Brando's theory, so it might be kind of fucking creepy. Well, it's like, all, it's Brando's <laughs> like, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, he's, I, a, he's a known bad dude. <laughs> I mean, I got one part of Brando's thing down. I eat a lot. Oh, um, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but do you know, kind of get what I'm saying? Like where we yeah, went yeah, through yeah. a lot of training and we were dude. forced a lot of stuff and I dude. never just boiled it down to what worked for me. Right. Same. I, I felt like, if we're going to talk about like when we were in training in school, I felt like I got a lot worse for a long time. Like I, I think about my work in high school and then my work in college and I did like, a, like some kind of amazing shit in high school. Like I was like Stanley Kowalski and streetcar and Sweeney Todd. And then I would do like a Russian play written by Nikolai Gogol and while also being in musicals and stuff. And it was like, and I, and I felt, I mean, obviously it was high school level 
it was like high high school level. It was like a really good high school versions of these plays, even though we did like we were a private school, so we could do whatever we wanted. We did do whatever we wanted. But like um and then I got to college and I just got all of this fucking information and I my brain couldn't like function it. It couldn't like make it work. And mm-hmm. also, you know, then you're also, you know, you're no longer just the only loud straight guy in the department. So you get <laughs> fewer oppor- you get fewer opportunities. Or you, or you Hi everybody! I'm the other hard. loud straight guy in the department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it all worked out for you and I. I mean, right. we're not right. professional I mean, I, actors, but we're best friends. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I've gotten to do, I did get to do some cool work. Where it, where it really started to like boil and kind of come to a fruition with me was the work I did with Six Hundred Highwaymen a few years back, like doing like uh, that really boiled down version of Death of a Salesman, This Great Country. Uh, they they were very big on like that they would they, I mean they kind of sat me down one day not me specifically but everybody and because we were doing this show in Austin and people in Austin me myself included just were like not understanding what the hell these weirdos from New York were <laughs> were trying to do and um and they would they kept saying they also like cast all these people that had really great training and were like part of Austin, you know, Austin Shakespeare and, you know, all those other, you know, good actors in Austin. Workers, legit uh, who, workers. Yeah, who, who like are on stage and expressive and all this stuff. And then they were like, no, we just want to bring this down and boil it down to just you and you being on stage and present and blah, blah, blah. And um, it was really just, it, 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 I didn't get it really get, or, or think of an acting style for myself until I started working with them. And that, and they, they were just like, dude, all you need, they started calling me the Bay leaf. They're like, you are the Bay leaf. Whenever you were on stage, you just need to be in the soup and you create what needs to be done. And I think that that's a really good instruction to give young actors that have a lot of skill and a lot of enthusiasm. Um, yeah, natural just, just walk skill. On, yeah, just walk on stage and, tr- and and follow the blocking and trust that your voice sounds good and do it. Yeah. Um, Listen to what people are saying. Yeah. And fucking go. Let these people right. go. Right. Right. Listening so. and reacting, character re- or relationships between these people, ability to create, and then let, it, let them go. Right, right, right. So, anyway, how did we get here? Time out. My headphones just... Wow. There they are. Oh, yeah, sexy. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's what's up. Oaky smoky. We're back. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. (laughs) We got cut off there. Uh, We were talking about acting. I kind of was done with what I had to say. Yeah, I mean, same. Uh, acting is something that is still, you know, you're moving on to acting and directing and teaching. Just trying to act is something that's still kind of in my future, but God damn it, it's a distant future. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's looking bleak for, thea- for theater, at least. 
for theater for sure. And like film and television is back in production in New York City, but there's like not a whole lot of new jobs. <laughs> People are just I, now kind of starting to get um, auditions again, like self tapes. Yeah, I, I saw this. Um, I saw Donnie Wahlberg being interviewed about the process that they're for Blue Bloods because that's filmed in New York, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "We, <laughs> he's like, normally we have all these like, you know, background actors. They're featured extras or whatever, and they're just kind of there in and out throughout the days. We don't even think about them, but now they only have like ten people that they can use with regularity because they can't be testing people every day." you know oh, so yeah. like so like now if you watch blue bloods which my mother does all the time it's um, boomer tv baby dude dude uh, i actually wanted to talk about boomer tv later but like um <laughs> but uh if you um uh what was i saying oh it, so like you're gonna if you watch blue bloods for the next two months three months you, look at the uh, the background actors is all I, is all I'm gonna say because like it's gonna be the same twelve people crossing the street, you know, checking them out at the bodega, pouring them beers at the bar, like loading the docks, you know, the the classic Law and Order thing. Like, oh god, oh yeah, saw him last Tuesday, then he disappeared, and now I'm having a co- casual conversation about it with you. Um, and no, I will not stop loading these boxes onto this truck just to answer your fucking questions, copper. Yeah, you murder police. That's a, we're, we're now we're plagiarizing John Mulaney, but uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so keep a lookout for that, everybody. It's gonna be really great. <laughs> it's gonna like, be like tall, skinny, brown-headed dude in a suit. Tall, skinny, <laughs> brown-headed dude in a hat. Yeah. And then the, the, you know, the lunch lady at the school cafeteria is also going to be working at the, uh, the, you know, the bar, the, the strip club, <laughs> uh, you know, gotta have two jobs. Hey, in this economy, you, can't be, <laughs> you gotta earn, you gotta earn when you can burn, man. You know, yeah. you gotta earn, you gotta burn, you gotta take it to Tan. I don't even know what that's not a saying. I made that up. Take it to Tom. <laughs> take it to Tan. Are you pit. watching? Are you watching the game right now? Are you? Oh hell yeah! It? I got the game on. Okay, cool. I got Keep the game updated. on right here. It is becoming a game now. Um, okay. It is currently twenty-eight to twenty-three. Oh shit! Some yeah, stuff has gone down since I walked away. Oh yeah, top of the half. The Packers had the fumble. Uh, Buccaneers got. I keep wanting to say Patriots because it's Tom Brady, but the it's Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Patriots. Exactly. The uh, Bucks got a touchdown, go up 28-10, and then the fucking uh, Packers just storm back. And now it's a five-point game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. I wish I could – I can't see it. There's no way that I – I don't know how to stream it. I tried to stream it, and it was all like – so, okay, here's a big issue. I, I Google stream Buck stream the game, stream the Pats game, Packers game. Yeah. And – uh I found about 50 here's where to stream lists. Yep. And I'm just like, can, why doesn't CBS just have this streaming? It's CBS. Right. Just did stream go, it. Did you go to ESPN.com? No. Try it. Never know. Try it out. Try Beat it me, out. piss on me. Come on, ESPN. 
you can at least have the game cast up so you can watch the play-by-play. But we are recording this, everybody, on Championship Sunday, my second favorite day of the NFL schedule. First being exciting. Oh, hell yeah. First favorite day of the year, of course, being the Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking about we're in my element today. It is football time. Tommy fucking touchdown is trying to go to his 10th fucking Super Bowl. Dude, I want so here's what I want so bad. Even though I've decided that tonight I'm rooting for the Bills. Good. Just be, even though I don't think they're going to win. Um, just because I want to see them face Tommy in the Super Bowl. He has kept them away from that game for years and years and years. And I would just love for them to get a shot at revenge. And also, I would love to watch Tommy just bat them out of the way like an elementary school student. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Like a, like a, like a you know, like a... <laughs> oh, no, it's like when... You uh, bat away that's coming at you and you don't want it. It's like, you know, like a dog or something. Just, I, I, would, I can't wait to see him, like, I don't know. I'm on the same I'm page saying. as you. I was imagining when uh, Charlie and Mac beat up those elementary school kids for making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> they just beat the shit out of a group of children. <laughs> oh my god! I shouldn't say things like that. Um, <laughs> no, but it's okay. It's okay. It's jokes. Um, it's jokes. Uh, um, yeah, I was with the same train of thought. Like, imagine you're a Buffalo Bills fan, and for 20 years, the bane of your existence has been Tom Brady, and then he's gone, and you yeah. have the best team you've ever had, right? Or at least since 1994, best team right. you've had. And you get to the playoffs, you get to the Super Bowl, and who's waiting for you when you run out of the tunnel? Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> That's it. It's oh. like poetic. It, it, it's it's like the rise of Skywalker. Like, that's what it's that's what it would feel like to me. It's just like this guy. You brought this guy back. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Except it would be written way better than Rise of Skywalker. Um, I, I, we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. I finally watched Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And, and I watched it thinking, going into it thinking, you know, Star Wars fans are super hard to please. It's probably not nearly as bad as people say it is. It's probably actually pretty good. And boy, howdy. That is a, that movie sucks dick. It's crazy how bad that movie is. That movie it, gargles come. It's just like, which isn't a bad thing, Matt. But uh, no, but... <laughs> I love people that do that very much. But I don't love that movie. That movie <laughs> is a bad movie. Uh, that is a terrible movie. Um, uh, it's it. I can't believe that it got. I, I mean, so many people had to had to look at that script before sending it out. I honestly don't think they gave a shit. I think they I mean, just knew that it would make money. They literally, at one point in the dialogue, when they talk, oh, the emperor is back. The emperor is back. Uh, one of the lines is, how'd he come back? Well, cl- there's cloning. There's dark magic. Somehow. And then they never redress it. Dude, that movie yeah. was a smoldering pile of dog shit on the heel 
of a Trump supporter. That's how bad that movie was. <laughs> that, Holy that, shit. That movie is like your dad walking into Walmart without a mask to make a point. <laughs> that movie <laughs> that movie is like uh you know a lounge singer that only sings christian hymns <laughs> that better be only cranberry juice no vodka in here <laughs> it's like I can't believe how anyway that's like from two years ago but but nonetheless I'm still mad about it I just like they had so much potential to do so many cool things or just do anything especially with the way the last Jedi ended it's like they could literally do anything they could yeah. do anything and um they chose to do nothing in a way they like did I don't know they say that they ended the Skywalker saga but then at the end of the movie she's like you know, spoiler, I guess. The Skywalker saga is not over. No, it's not. <laughs> she, she makes the decision that it's not over. Um, what they have is they have a dead horse that every time you punch it, a billion dollars flies out of its mouth. That's true. So, or every time you kick it, because the the phrase is kicking a dead horse, not punching a dead horse. Right. right. Um, <laughs> so I thought gonna you were going to come around, and eventually they're going to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kick it, and it's going to come out with two billion dollars or nothing at all. Yeah, dude. After that, I'll be shocked if anybody sees a J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie again. I mean, I, I, he better not ever get one again. Oh what no. What happened? What happened? Football update. Tommy just threw an interception. Oh no. He had a man wide open down the middle of the field. It was a touch too high, bounced off the man's fingertips and into a Packers hands. Oh no. Oh no. I don't know if the listeners can hear it, but I bought some fucking like equipment, dude. We Hell are getting potted yeah. up. Uh this should be a pretty good sound. Let us know in the comments, y'all. How do we sound this week? Yeah. I mean, on my headphones, you sound really, really good. Hell um, yeah. I don't know how I sound, but... You sound like you always sound, which is That's fine, fair. which is pretty good. Those snowball mics are good. Yeah, they are. But, but this is like a real mic. This is my new baby oh yeah you look like a, you look mic. like a real podcaster right now i have a pop guard and everything else oh, hell yeah pop. <laughs> pop. also i brought the butterfield eight into the studio so you guys are going to be hearing that actually you, you should have heard it already yes right how do you like our new intro the new intro song it's the same intro song but it's new but it's ramped the fuck up. It's kind of like when a band puts out a really good, like, uh, independent album, and then uh -huh. they re-record the songs for the studio right. release. Fuck oh hell yeah. yeah, yeah! It's like oh, hell it's yeah. like it's like the second version of No Cars Go. Hell by yeah. the Arcade Fire. If anybody knows, if so, anybody that doesn't know, we just signed a major deal with Spotify. <laughs> um, we're moving to Austin. Moving to Austin. Yep. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're, go. We're gonna go live next door to. Well, actually, we're gonna be his landlord. We're gonna be Joe Rogan's landlord. Yep. Because we we signed a we signed we we. we there's two of us, right? Yeah. So we had to get more money. Yeah, we each so got a hundred million. 
Yeah, well, no, I went in there and I was like, yo, this is, we are at the Mahomes level. You got to give us a half a billy or we're not coming. Yeah, suck a fuck. So congratulations to Spotify. We're now on Spotify. We're not exclusive on Spotify. We're also on Overcast. And Stitcher. And Stitcher. And SoundCloud. I don't know what happened to me this week, but I just like drank a bunch of coffee and decided to write. Yeah, actually, actually, I know what happened this week, and we're going to talk about it during recommends these. And you're going to be like, Matt, you're a fucking idiot. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I can't wait to talk about it in recommends these. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! But uh, dude, you got, it's a great, yeah. it's a great start, um, a great rebirth, if you will. We kind of went through here. a podcast renaissance here. I just yep. bought a yurt in Dripping Springs, Texas for $450,000. Um, <laughs> we're getting hardcore up in this bitch. I, I just bought an, uh, a compound in bee caves and uh, <laughs> off of the, uh, you know, over by the Barton Creek Mall, but off, you know, away from everybody, away from all the, you know. His new neighbor is The Undertaker. Yes, The Undertaker, Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Christina Pajitsky. We're all hanging out together, eating eating elk, and uh, going to church. Going to meet up with Tony Hinchcliffe. What's hilarious to me, though? Okay, dropping the act. Uh, your mom's <laughs> house is moving to Austin, and what is super funny to me is that if you guys go listen to your mom's house, they keep talking about Austin as if there are no homeless people in Austin whatsoever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Joe's like, I can't, I can't deal with LA anymore, man. The homeless situation. I'm like, dude, I lived in Austin for a long time and it is homeless capital of Texas. It's where they go. It's where the weather is nicest yeah, <laughs> and most consistent year round. So that's where they are. Yeah. They're in the central Texas. Like, and I don't know what they think is going to happen or like why they think that there are no homeless people in Austin, but, um, it's, uh, I can't wait for the for the rude awakening. Yeah. I can't I wait. <laughs> I can't wait for them to get there. They realize, oh shit, this is just diet Los Angeles. Right. This is this is the poser of Los Angeles. Yeah. The this Los Angeles like, with no real opportunity. Right. <laughs> this is lot you're not even at a ma- you're not even near a major airport. No, and if anybody wants to say Austin Bergstrom is a major airport, you can crawl up my leg and lick my taint. It's an international airport, man. It'll it'll fly into Tulum. No. <laughs> well done. Well fucking done. Like <laughs> hey, get real, y'all. This place sucks. Because I was just gonna say Mexico, and then you hit me with the Tulum, and it's all in the specificity, brother. <laughs> We we can go to El Capitan. <laughs> international might snatch. Okay. Speaking of international, have you seen that new Tom Hanks movie? No, I have the not. West, the Western, the news of the world. It's about a guy traveling from North Texas to Central Texas with a German girl that um, had been abducted by Native Americans. I forget which tribe. And so she's Native American, basically, right? Okay. And his job, and he finds her ward of the state hanging in the woods after he goes and does his thing somewhere in North Texas. And he finds 
So he finds this dude hanging. He's a black guy. And he was caught, you know, with the sun down on himself in the early 20th century in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go very well. It's a very upsetting sort of start to the movie. And, um, but he's in charge of taking this girl to a federal agent who will then re- uh, get her back to her birth family. Right? Okay. And her birth family doesn't even know she exists. Because they're aunt and uncle. They are immigrants that were separated. It's the late 1800s, yada, yada, yada. It's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very much a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> like, 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 he gets all of his Western scenes, right? Okay, yeah. He's never been in a Western before. He wants to have a shootout. He wants to have, you know, a, a, you know, a, a dust storm. He wants to have a, a, a scuffle in Dallas, you know. Um, uh, a, a horseback chase. Right, right, and, and so he um he takes this girl, and then he takes her from Dallas to some I forget some town right outside of San Antonio. But Matt, it's amazing to see this the landscape of this because he's surrounded by beautiful mountains the whole way. My remarkable. left toe. It's pretty remarkable from Dallas to San Antonio. He has to, and he has to go like traverse mountains. Like he has to deal with mountain shit. Like his, like going over rocks with his wagon and stuff. Oh my God. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Credits roll. Credits roll. And it said right at the beginning of the credits or middle of the credits. Anyway, at one point during the credits, big letters. Thank you to the state of New Mexico. Thank y'all. Get, get bent. Get. It's like, Bent. I, it's like I almost wanted to buy a typewriter and write a letter to Tom Hanks so that he could see that I'm writing from a typewriter so that maybe he listens to me. And just Good be like, point. hey man, Texans notice this shit. Y'all did it to us with the movie about Buddy Holly. Please don't do it again. I was just about to say that fucking scene when he's getting on the bus in the Buddy Holly story and the backdrop at the bus station in Lubbock, Texas is a beautiful mountain range. Like, like, yes, Central Texas is the hill country, but they're hills. They're not mountains. They're not mountains. Very different. If you've ever seen a mountain and a hill. (laughs) And the whole time we're watching it, me me and my, you know, Scott and Donna, we're all just like, He's in Dallas right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think Dallas. I mean, like we're thinking, like okay, okay. But yeah, he filmed that shit in New Mexico, and it was super obvious. Apparently, at the what? official Lubbock premiere of the Buddy Holly story, this sold-out giant theater that they have there watching this Buddy Holly story movie, and they show mountains in the background of Lubbock. Apparently, the whole place just erupted in laughter. They're about to see like five people die all at once, and they're just like, "That ain't us." Especially Lubbock. I mean, at least Central Texas is the hill country, but Lubbock is like, if you could think of the exact opposite of a mountain. That's imagine the flattest place you've ever seen. Now imagine that it's flatter than you knew flat could be. Have you ever been to Texas Tech, the the campus? No, I haven't. You can see the entire campus at any given point where you're on the on the campus. You can see that's, the whole place. That's fucking wild. 
it's weird. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of exaggerating, a l- like like a little bit, but not really. Like, I remember taking a tour, and the and the girl leading the tour was just like, "There's this hall, there's this hall, there's this hall, there's this hall, there's this, there's this." Like, she just like the tour was her just kind of pointing at buildings, and then we walked in a circle. Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> that's like mind blowing. Coming especially like from us because we went to right. college on a hill. Right. Right. <laughs> We were burning calories just to make it to class. Oh, 105 degrees marching uphill both ways. I lived on North LBJ for two years. That was so intense. Um, What happened in the game? I saw you flinch. Uh, Tom just threw his third interception of the game. Of the half. Of the quarter. Yeah, this is – it's – Still twenty-eight to three. They still have the lead, but it's not looking promising at all. Oh well, oh well, oh well. What? Uh, what's next? Should we go. What? Where's? What's our time looking like right now? We got kind of screwed up. Yeah, we got uh, a little screwed up right now. We're in the the range somewhere of about twenty minutes. Should we do recommendsies? Let's recommend some shit. We're all gonna die, it's our only guarantee Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me It's the Matt on that podcast recommendation My first thing I'm gonna hit with, my first recommendation today Is a podcast that I just discovered And it's called Come Town Oh <laughs> <laughs> You guys can spell that however you want. <laughs> but there's only one correct way, and it's C-U-M. Like the stuff that comes out of my wiener. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> too far? Too far? I, I don't know. My mom listens to this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> my parents stopped listening to this a long time ago. They were like, you curse a lot. Ah, but Come Town uh, is an outstanding podcast of three New York City comedians whose names I'm going to look up as we speak. Um, I, I know, know Stavros Helikis is on it. He's really like out of control funny. On I've only followed him on Twitter, but he's like so fucking funny. At one point last year, right before the pandemic, he lost a false tooth that he had, and his 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 front like right tooth. Like, mm-hmm. like his his one his beaver tooth. You know what I mean? The one that's the the first one that you see. Yeah. And he didn't get that thing replaced for like four months, <laughs> just because it was funny. Just because he looks completely ridiculous. <laughs> so anyway. it's Nick Mullen, Stavros Halkias, and Adam Friedland. And I will tell you this right now: if you're easily offended, don't. Don't fucking listen to this podcast. It's over the top ridiculous and not PC and no <laughs> holds barred. But it's not like it's not, not like alt right or anything. It just are comedians who do not give a fuck what you think. You know, you know that their uh, their subreddit got banned from Reddit, right? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> Makes sense though. I mean. <laughs> I guess. I didn't know you could get banned from Reddit. That's, I know. I thought Reddit was the Wild West. It's like, but they did it. <laughs> I think it was like a goal of theirs. Oh, man. It's, I, they're, it's so fucking funny. 
I, I can't put it into words. Like a lot sure. of times I listen to podcasts and yeah. I'll be sitting there listening and think, oh, it's funny. This is really funny. These guys are hilarious. And I'm yeah. listening to Come Town and I'm like, ha, ha, dying, laughing, doubled over, crying at just That's the awesome. most ridiculous shit. There's a 20 minute compilation of them impersonating Andrew Cuomo. And I sent it to you. And I think yeah, you, you listened to the that. first couple of minutes and your dad was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. of the leftover vaccines will be directed be directly injected into my balls into my balls oh my god that's so funny i'm not nearly as good at the cuomo as they are they have the cadence and pitch of andrew cuomo down so well it is phenomenal (laughs) (laughs) these three dudes check them out come town podcast man Awesome. That's my recommendation. Uh, I have two recommendations. And my first one is kind of like a light recommendation. It's another podcast that I've really enjoyed so far um, called Hey Babe. And it's with Sal Volcano. I think that's who it is uh, from the uh, from the Impractical Jokers. Uh, hey. And, and uh, Chris DiStefano. Chrissy ah, Strikeouts. Shit. Chrissy strikeouts. Uh, Chrissy, you know, Chrissy come down. Um, he, Chrissy he pitch tits. <laughs> he's, uh, and it's them just kind of, it's kind of like this, you know, it, it's very much in the vein of just, you know, friends hanging out. But Sal and Chris both grew up, Sal grew up in Staten Island and Chris grew up in Ridgewood, Bushwick, where I lived for years. And um, they are just like the most, Outer Borough, New York, <laughs> like ridiculous people on the planet. And Chris, especially. So Chris was like on a different track and he had a therapist recommend that he try comedy. He never thought of doing comedy until he was like 27, 28 years old. And he's 35 now, I think, and doing fucking great, yeah. you know? But he was on, like, a totally different – his dad was, like, a mobbed-up guy, like, criminal. Like, literally, literally, his mo- dad and mom met because his mom was, like, running a marathon, and his dad was, uh, was like, uh, doing community service in a yellow, like, prison uniform. And he just <laughs> back-called her while she was running down the street. And then, you know, four months later, old Chrissy – pops out and not four months later nine months later uh chrissy <laughs> pops out and they've got a whole life together now a whole confusing life um but chris just has the most insane stories one of which involves like he used to be a, a bartender on a for a boat company off of like the you know in new york you, you go around the island and then you go back around the island and people they host weddings they host events yada yada and he straight up has stories where people get murdered. Ah, like like there's Fuck. a story where there's a story where he shows up to work. He knows that he's working at an event, and then his boss is like, "Look, you're gonna be by yourself with these guys. It's the Russian mob. Uh, I don't want to deal with it. Get them whatever they want, whatever they want. Just do it. Just make sure that the boat comes back. I don't care, Chrissy. And you know, whenever you get on a boat, you got to take attendance. You have to, you you got to click. You know." You have to 
you have to know how many people are on the boat. Yes. How many people are getting off the boat. And then I'm not going to tell Chrissy. I mean, I guess I am telling Chrissy's story, but his story is 296 people got off the boat. 200 or got on the boat rather. And 295 got off. And Chris was like, his boss left him alone. He's just some fucking guy. He's not in charge. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Calls his boss, says, uh, I didn't make a mistake. Someone's missing. What do I do? And he just goes, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. His boss did. <laughs> a week later, NYPD calls Chris. Oh, no. Because some, like, Vladimir Pushamov just <laughs> is missing. And... He all the cop wanted to do was confirm that like that's when the guy went missing, and Chris never heard about it again. Never had to go to court. Never did anything said or did anything like he talks about it openly on a podcast that millions of people watch, and still lives out there, there for in like proximity to the Russian mob. <laughs> like he's just like he was there for a fucking hit by the Russian mob. Oh my god! So if you want to watch, if you if you're interested in stories like that, watch Hey Babe. It's really it's really funny. Sal's also funny, but he's um, I don't know. I, I've never really dug the Impractical Joker thing that much. Yeah. Well, Chris They've is always- a fucking crazy person, dude. And like yeah. one of my favorite Chris DiStefano stories is, and when I say crazy person, I mean that in like a very good way because I love I right. love wild motherfuckers. Right. Um, there's this one, t- he was talking about how his dad used to take him to Mets games when he was, or Yankees games when he was a kid, something like that. Yeah. One, one of the two, years. one of the two. And like, they would go without tickets and like his dad, who's like a fucking mobster hooked up dude who also, I'm not going to tell this story as well, but listen to Chris DiStefano's 9-11 story. Oh my his God! Dad kept him in school after he broke a chair over a kid's head because he was crying because he thought his mom was dead. <laughs> I just told the story anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he used to take him to the game, and he didn't have tickets. And he'd tell Chris, "Hey, just go with whatever I say." And he'd tell the yeah. ticket taker, "Hey, come right. on, let us in. My 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 kid's retarded." Yeah, yeah. He says, say, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Chris says that he said special needs. Special needs. I don't needs. think that that's true. <laughs> yeah. So then they get into the game. Well, then they want to go sit behind home plate. So he tells right. Usher the same thing. And then they're sitting a row behind WWF Intercontinental Champion professional wrestler, Mr. Perfect. Yes. It was a heel, and at this time in the wrestling business, you if you were a heel, you were a heel outside the business as well. Like, you were in yeah. public, you were mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris's dad is like, hey, my boy's a big fan of yours. You take a picture with my boy? And Mr. Perfect said, no, I'm not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Chris's dad was like, hey, bro, come on. Look at him. He's special needs. <laughs> Dude. Not only did he do that, throughout the rest of the game, he's, he's going, hey, perfect. Hey, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Not even calling him Mr. Perfect. He's like, just like harassing the dude until he finally, I think he did take a picture with Chris, right? Yeah. yeah. And the funniest part about it is that like, <laughs> Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, was a big motherfucker. Like, yeah. So in the wrestling world, he was not big per se, especially in that time. 
Yeah. These dudes were like 6'7", 300. So yeah. he was only like 6'3", 245. But that's a, that's a scary dude. <laughs> you put him at a baseball game around yeah. a bunch of jamokes? <laughs> put him up against me or you? That's oh. kind of scary. <laughs> and he's yoked. He's in phenomenal yeah. shape. <laughs> right. This, this is not a fat 245. This is like a, this is a yoke. This, this is muscle. This is a WWF golden era 245, which this, means steroids. There were some syringes involved. There was a lot of juice flowing through those veins. Gassed up, all gas, no brakes. And now, and now I'm going to come to my second, my second recommendsies, to which you're going to call me a moron. Y'all, no. to-do lists. You got to do them. You got to make them. You got to make them. You got to make to-do lists. You're you not a moron. Them. I'm with you. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get to this point. It's like, it's crazy. How, like how I'm so frustrated at a lot of my personal bullshit, but this one takes the cake. How did I never think to make a, f- I know about to-do lists. I, they're not a mystery. I know exactly what they're called. I know what their function is. But then, but now that this week I've been waking up every day and making a to-do list, and all of a sudden our podcast is more reachable on like five different formats. I've got like a job. I've got. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, everyone, I'm no longer un- uh, unemployed. Take a bow. Take a bow. Take a bow. Starting work tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Coming today when you're listening to it, the pandemic is over for me in that sense. Other in every other sense, and it's still very much real. And ho- and hopefully I don't get the I don't get the fucking thing at work um but uh anyway to-do lists y'all make them do them yeah and it's so satisfying today i woke up and i and i made my to-do list and i was like this is a lot of shit i gotta clean the bathrooms in the house i gotta i gotta go over you know stuff for work i gotta renew my car i gotta do all this and then by the time i gotta i gotta attend a wedding i attended a wedding earlier today uh uh like by three o'clock it was all done i couldn't believe it i was just like i guess now i'm just gonna wait for the podcast and then once the podcast is done you know it'll be 30 milli mat we'll be ready to go baby so (laughs) i am dude i i'm not gonna call you a moron because i'm with you 200 and it's something that used to be a big time habit of mine that just came back into my life so when i worked at veronis I had three running to-do lists at all times and they were daily, weekly, and monthly. And it was, if I didn't have that level of organization, I could have never kept up with my fucking litany ocean of bullshit that I had to get done at that place. Right. Right. Um, And yeah, but then when I left there, I just like, you know, I told you about this. I've even talked about on the podcast. Like I kind of went through PTSD a little bit from that career and right, right. blah, blah, blah. I let that get away from me. It wasn't until recently when Matthew McConaughey was doing the media rounds, the podcast rounds, promoting his new book, Green Lights, um, which I haven't read yet, but I love McConaughey. Aside from the yeah. fact that he's a Redskins fan, we've talked about that. Um, he talked about every day he makes lists. Yeah. Of even down to the most, you know, minis- you know mundane things. Uh, you know, his says the top of his list could be like, kiss your wife, tell her you love her, take a shit, eat something. Sure. And like, 
everything on his day is will be on a list. And I started doing that and it's fucking great. <laughs> it just makes you like, it just focuses you, man. It gives you purpose throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then when it's done, you can fuck off and not worry about anything. Oh yeah. Cause I was really like freaking out about, um, just a lot of shit I had to get done and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I was starting to lose sleep over stuff. Like literally just laying. And I haven't done that really in, a long time but then the next i don't know it just kind of like it was like lightning struck me yeah it was just like oh we'll just write it down and once it's done cross it off yeah and boom also one of one of the things i had to do involved a government website uh, a federal government website and i'm just gonna say that on the 21st of january all of a sudden it started working that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> it hadn't been working at all before i did the exact same shit that i did before and then all the magically it worked hell yes hell yes that's all, and it was it happened to be the 21st of january i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what the difference was about that date i'm just yeah, saying neither do i i don't know it's interesting interesting when you lay it out like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think really what you you're making a really good point though because you know, even though we are at a place in the second wave or whatever you want to call it, where numbers are up, deaths are back up from the summertime, but the vaccine is getting out there. So we know that the light's at the end of the tunnel. We right. don't know exactly when it's going to be, but we're out of that phase where it's like, we have no clue when or if this is ever going to end. Okay, it's going to end now. Okay, maybe it's time to start uh, cranking the engine back up a little bit. Right, uh, right. When the world starts back, it's going to start back with or without you. Right, and you need to be ready. I mean, I'm. I, I, that was another thing that was kind of keeping me up. It's just like, man, I haven't. I've been out of work for so long. I'm really nervous about going back out into the world. Like, um, so anyway, I, I'm I'm pumped for this new career. I'm also going to be an essential worker, so hopefully that's going to bump me up in line. It should. It very much should. Um, so, from I'm, what I hear, fat, I'm fat and I'm going to be essential. So maybe that's the the title of this episode: Fat and Essential. <laughs> that's the one. I think we found it, baby. Fat and Essential. Matt on Matt coming at you from the Fat hey. and Essential Studios. That's the name of our company. Oh, Fat and Essential Incorporated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And one of these days we're going to lose a bunch of weight. We're going to be, yeah. we're going to live the rest of our lives like Tom and Bert. It's just like, uh, when I get in really good shape. <laughs> that's mostly Bert, by the way. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Sometimes I have to fast forward through a chunk of two bears, one cave. Cause I, I don't want to hear about your fucking workout. I'm in the best shape of my life right now. <laughs> if I want to hear about that, I'll listen to Joe Rogan. I'm the, I'm the fattest I've ever been. Like, <laughs> And then the next week, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I feel great. I like the mirror. I'm struggling, man. Um, well, that's recommendsies for you guys. Yeah, recommendsies. And um, I'm struggling though, because you know, because you've watched the Super Bowl with me. I love yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. It's my favorite part of being an American, and I know that sounds ridiculous. But honest to God, being like one, my favorite part of being an American is the Super Bowl. Dude, I'm, I understand that description because it's a holiday that's explicitly American that derives from American culture. Yes. It's, and a, it's not just like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Every country has Thanksgiving. But American football 
is American football. Yeah. And dude, I, I love it. I don't care who's announcing it. I love turn up the volume, take in every last second I can of this because it's the last football we're getting for six months. A B it's it's the super bowl and Uh just take it all in, soak it all in, hear the crowd, hear the announcers, hear the backstory, everything. But now this year, you know, we're not going to really have that crowd. At least we don't think it's going to be some sort of crowd, but not a, not the full house. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm tempted to listen to the Two Bears, One Cave live stream where Tom, Bert, and Warren Sapp are going to be watching the game live. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? Know, what do you think? I, I am not going to be doing that. No? You're out on that? The, did you see the last of the New Year's Eve one? No, you said it was a lot of technical issues. A lot of technical. Well, I didn't really experience any technical issues, but a lot of people did. Also, it was just. I don't want to like talk shit on Tom and Bert, but like, I really just didn't like it as much. The first one was so like out of control and nuts, um, but like, and fun. Yeah. But this one, like Tom being laid up, really took a lot out of it yeah you know it, it also it made it made the athletic thing like you know the video of him getting hurt seeing the guy hurt like bring it up while while like the memes and stuff and while it is funny it was it was a little bit of a bummer yeah to see it for the first time with the guy that actually is hurt talking about it and like giving a cult color commentary this is true. I gotta give I, I gotta know. give Tom a shitload of. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I feel I I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I gotta give Tom a shitload of credit because for somebody who has made a fucking king's ransom small fortune, right. essentially off of laughing at other people getting hurt, for yeah. part of it at least, he has <laughs> had such a great sense of humor about people laughing at him getting hurt. Well, yeah, someone go, someone asks him during that live one. Somebody asked him, like, did it occur to you that, like, did that occur to you that you that this might be karma for, um, you know, laughing at all these people getting hurt? And he just goes, yeah, the moment I got into the ambulance, I started immediately started second guessing whether or not I need to keep doing what I do. (laughs) Of course it did. Of course I thought of that. My arm was snapped in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Tom, uh, Tom uh, brought up a point in regards to the live stream. They hired a new, uh, yeah, a yeah, new yeah. host for it, a new streaming service, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. I don't know. And plus, but then the rest of the show was like him bringing in a bunch of wild animals to try and freak out Bert. And I eh. just thought that was fucking lame. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, like, and I, I stopped watching it because it was also like it was New Year's Eve and they were going through every like time zones, New Year's. And so it was like five fucking hours long. I'm not oh, doing yeah. I I left after a bit. I was like once it was, you know, midnight here in Dallas, I was kind of like it had been three hours at that point and I was just kind of over it. Yeah. And you'd already been through a New Year's. Right. I'd been with through, them. Right. 
right. I had already been through New York's, and then it was like, oh, I want to go hang out with my family for the, the Dallas one real quick. And I came back and sat down, and they're like bringing out snakes, trying to freak out Bert. And I was like, man, this sucks. So like, I, if I wanted to watch Jimmy Fallon bring out fucking snakes, <laughs> I'd just do that. Wouldn't pay ten bucks for it, right? Um, Jimmy Fallon's so, free because he doesn't deserve to be paid for. Right, exactly. That's literally like, I don't know. I don't want. Nah. I don't want to shit on Tom and Bert because I want to like you know have their life and. Um, <laughs> Oh, I adore and, them. I adore them. And but I, I love them so much, but I, I just didn't really like the last live one, so I'm not going to be doing the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that's okay to say, though, because think about this. There are two guys that put out an absolutely insane amount of uh, content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think to say that one didn't meet the mark is you know it happens i right. i'm more than willing to give those two guys a pass because they've been such a positive part of my life for the last few years right like, exactly. okay okay bros but i just i'm torn on if if i want to watch it with the super bowl yeah. i don't i don't i don't think so thing. like the super bowl is a i, I mean i get we can't ha- i i get that we can't have a party you know this year yeah. so it's so it's a little different but I still want to hang out with Glenn Scott. Yeah. At minimum during a football game. I mean, during a big event. Of course. I don't want to be holed up in my old bedroom like a weirdo God screaming. Damn, dude. Do you remember when you came over and my neighbors, Chris and Katie, came over and we watched Super Bowl 51? Yeah. The greatest comeback in sports history. Yes, I do. Oh, that, that was, was awesome. so great. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Oh, anyway, I just remember, like, because you know it was twenty-eight to three with three minutes left in the third. Patriots go down and they score. It's twenty-eight to ten, and we're like, okay, cool. And then they get twenty-eight to sixteen. Then they get the two-point conversion. It's twenty-eight to eighteen. And me, you, and Chris looked at each other, and we all had the same thought at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna fucking do it. They're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, I'm gonna be Will Ferrell right now. Lucy, <laughs> mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> hey girl, hey girl, don't do that. Oh shit. Yep. Hey girl. What? Just oh, happened? so just for an update, an update right now. It's 31 to 26, Tampa. Hey girl. Tampa has the ball. Oh shit. With a minute 51 left in the game, second and eight. Packers have two timeouts left. A couple first downs. If they can get two first downs, Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. That's fucking rad. Dude, this is crazy, man. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. What else is going on? I mean, you've had a very eventful week. You kind of went through it all. Um, I've been working. Oh, you know. oh, I, I had something last night. I, I got my first uh, death threats via because of a meme. Ooh. Not, they're not they're not credit they're not very credible death threats they're mostly mostly jokes pretty sure they were jokes but you know that picture of the baby yoda breastfeeding from a from a mandalorian that i sent you hell yeah well, that was hot I, I posted that why do people keep saying that that's sexual because it's a boob it's, it's breastfeeding <laughs> i know i'm just fucking and it's ridiculous it's like, okay. it's like one of the craziest things i've ever seen listen i got um, the first amendment i can say whatever i want <laughs> Um, 
but uh, I, I so I posted it in Mandalorian bounty posting, which is a <laughs> <God> damn <laughs> bounty and posting. Literally, like ten people are just like showing me pictures of guns. Who is <laughs> 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 like, like delete this? <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, he's waving. Pass interference. Pass interference. Tommy was going deep down the field to Mike Evans from Galveston, Texas, baby. And uh, they fucking <laughs> tackled the dude down the field before the ball even got there. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, never mind. He wasn't going to – he was going to – oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. The wide receiver flopped on that one, and he got the call. This is soccer, baby. This is World Cup soccer is what this is. This dude <laughs> flopped. Holy shit. If he gets the call on a flop, I will not be mad because I call that gamesmanship. (laughs) (laughs) This dude Uh, flopped. (laughs) Who who was it? Number 18. I don't really know who he is. Yeah. They gave it to him. They gave him the fucking pass interference on a flop. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, I I don't believe in flopping unless it's for the team that I want to win. And which, it works. Which here we go. Let's go, Tommy <laughs> Touchdown. Tommy fucking Touchdown. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to the Star Wars community. I knew that you'd be the first to threaten my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've threatened to kill you a bunch, but that was. Yeah, but that's not credible. Neither of these. These people are just joking. But <laughs> No, Donnie, these men are cowards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't do it. Are these men going to hurt us, Walter? <laughs> favorite movie of all time have i talked about that on the podcast what is it say it again big lebowski oh sure yeah 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 that's a fine movie to, have to be your favorite that's why it's it's one of those deals where i wouldn't make the argument that it's the best movie of all time no but it's my favorite movie to watch like once every few months you know what i mean really that often like once every six months wow. twice a year you know, I think Inglorious Bastards is that for me. I love that movie. Dope fucking choice. I've seen it a bunch. That's a great fucking film. Dope choice, I think. Um, I, I rewatched it recently, even. I oh, yeah. Almost. Oh, so right uh, now, um, in my living room, to the left of my couch, I've got our old kitchen island with my record player on it. going to replace that with a mid-century bar cabinet. And above the bar cabinet, on top of the bar cabinet will be the record player. Inside will be all the liquor and glasses. And above it, I get this big color um, oil on canvas of the dude. Of what? Oh, the, the dude. dude. Wow. Yeah. That's it's fancy. Like a psychedelic color, not like a, but yeah. That's it's, cool. Oh, I'm so pumped. It's a little bit of ways in the planning because, uh, you know, Money's slow during COVID right now, but... Right, right, right. Buying enormous canvas paintings of the dude. It's not that expensive. It's not, it's not the expensive part. The bar cabinet's really the expensive part. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, That's like sure. 500 bucks. <laughs> dude. <laughs> you should get... Uh, really? I think it's so funny um, that bar cabs cost that much. You remember that bar cabinet we had at, our, at my place uh, that was the Globe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a a seller that sells that thing for eight hundred dollars. Holy shit! 
I had someone in my I had someone in my house one time. I won't say why they were there, but they were in my house. <laughs> we didn't really know each other that well, and um, they they saw my our our bar cart, and their eyes got real big. He looked at me. He goes, "You have that bar cart?" I was like, "Yeah." You like it? He was just like, "I wanted to buy this for my mom, but it was like eight hundred dollars in Skyball." So a Skyball, yeah. I was. That's what I said. I was <laughs> like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> I've never met anybody that actually bought something out of Skyball. I couldn't believe that that was what he said. It was just like, what are you talking about, dude? Why are you shopping in Skywall? Who are you? <laughs> Skymall. Skymall. And I, I started laughing. Just, he was like, what? Is it, why are you laughing? And I was just like, well, it doesn't, it does not cost $800. I don't know what it costs but it was not eight hundred dollars <laughs> and he was just like oh well where'd y'all get it and i was just, you know blah 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 it's my roommates he got it from a friend i think uh, it, it, you know somebody got it for shay and spent like 70 dollars on it and shay had to put it together himself oh god you know what i mean yeah i had one of those in college um that i actually inherited from matt buchanan yeah sure and um and then it's at my sister's when i moved to my first apartment in austin i didn't have a place for it there so i gave it to my sister to hold on for me until i had a bigger place and then i moved to new york city and it stayed at my sister's house <laughs> right right because <laughs> that shit was not making the trip and could you imagine if i'd have had that in my seven foot by 11 foot studio with a hot plate a mini fridge a microwave and a fucking globe a bar, bar. In a globe bar. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that that guy was like, Skyball. Skyball. <laughs> like $800 in Skyball. And he said it like anybody just shops in Skyball. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the only place I could have possibly gotten that thing was through Skyball. God that damn. is ridiculous. I've never <laughs> in my life ever met somebody who is real like you brow you look at Sky Mall because it's on a plane and you know Is it even a thing anymore? There's no way it's a thing. I don't think There's it yeah, no actually no way. I don't think and, it is. I've done a Amazon lot of flying in the to, last couple of years. And I don't think that Sky Mall exists anymore on the planes I mean, at least. Amazon probably had it for lunch one day, like, you know, shooter <laughs> McGavin eating pieces of shit for breakfast. Like <laughs> If you change your mind, shooter, I'll be at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I love this fucking show. Yeah. I love doing this podcast. Yeah, it's super awesome. <laughs> we need we to go with this game. Um, right now, 48 seconds left. Third and five. If the Buccaneers get this first down right now. I mean, shit, dude. It's... If the Buccaneers get this first down, it's sealed up. Put it on ice. If they don't get this first down, they're going to have to punt. And they can run some more time off the clock. The Packers might get it with like a hot second left on the clock. But with Aaron Rodgers, he might only need a hot second. Yeah, you, I know, think you, we're, you can't trust that guy. <laughs> yeah. I think we're pretty much right at an hour. 
but we're going to ride this thing out until the I end ride of this it game. Out because we also have to do Don't At Me, Bro. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely to, right. We, we, have to, we have to premiere all of our new themes. Yes, 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 yes. And I got a... <laughs> Go on. I got one that is very specific to uh, where I live. But first down, the Buccaneers are going to the fucking Super Bowl. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here the day after. Tommy Touchdown is going to his 10th Super Bowl. And this will be the first time in the Super Bowl era that the team hosting the Super Bowl will be playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. Yep. It's almost as if it was planned. Oh, God, don't say it. Don't (laughs) levy these accusations. (laughs) I'm going full force, baby. Go Bills! No. That's the cold open. Um, (laughs) But let's get to it. Let's do some don't at me, bro. All right. You ready? One, two, three, four. Don't at me, bro. 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 Do not at me, bro. Oh, yeah. Do not at me, bro. Do not at me, bro. Don't do it. Don't fucking at me, bro. Don't fucking at me, Ted Cruz. I'm so <laughs> done with your ass. I've changed my name on Twitter that you need to resign. You've got to stop getting into fights with Seth Rogen. You're a senator, man. What are you doing fighting with a stoner? That's like getting into a fight with me. Like, what are you doing? You have better things to do all day, don't you? Other than start insurrections and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and stoke lies, the hot coals of lies about uh, – trying to upend democracy you piece of shit i i you anyway don't at me bro don't at me ted cruz that's a good one that's a really good one maybe i'll think of another one i just want i i'm so that guy looks like three toddlers like in a mike myers halloween mask standing on each other in a trench coat all like eating honey buns all day long that's what he looks like I fucking hate that guy. I, I, he looks like he, he, melting butter. It's just like, God. I was going to say he looks like a human, but melted. Like the, I get that from TikTok, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody described him as like, it looks like the heater was left on at Madame Tussauds. <laughs> That's what Ted Cruz looks like. Ted, John Fetterman says that Ted Cruz is the feeling you get when you sit on a public toilet and it's warm ted cruz <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> ted, that was ted so cruz. visceral and real <laughs> it's like you it's like when you like somebody just took a shit right here <laughs> and it wasn't me <laughs> that's what ted cruz is that's his entire being the 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 play the dumbing down the intentional dumbing down of his rhetoric talking about like they're more concerned with the citizens of Paris and the citizens of Pittsburgh it's like you know that it's not what the fucking uh uh Paris agreement is you know that's not what it is you're a, you're a Harvard edu- educated lawyer you're not stupid but you're playing stupid because you think that you have that star power that Donnie Trump had and let me tell you Ted you don't have it you don't have that it factor you're not a star you're not ever gonna be what he was and I I pray 
I don't believe in prayer as much as like in the way that I used to, but I burn incense wishing and putting it into the wind that in 2024, you not only lose the election, but you suffer catastrophic diarrhea on the night that you lose the election. I want the absolute worst for you. I don't wish you well. Don't at me, bro. Hell yes. Hell yes. Calm down. My, my, my Garmin Fitbit is buzzing at me, telling me to calm down. So I'm going to go a different direction here. Tell me. Don't at me people who get dressed for winter weather in their apartment. Yeah. Tell me when you still got to walk through a hot-ass hallway, <laughs> ride 22 floors down on a hot-ass elevator, walk <laughs> through a hot-ass lobby before you even get out to the cold. Yeah. And don't at me. Don't fucking at me. People who bundle up in Bernie Sanders winter coats and mittens and scarves when it's 55 degrees outside. (laughs) You people and your fucking internal organs, you're all off. You're off. It doesn't work. Something's wrong with you. You, Something is wrong with your innards, and I don't get it. And as a fat man, I resent you, and I don't (laughs) like you because you're the kind of person that can wear a sweater and a blazer to a party and look great all night. If I did that, I would sweat my fucking dick to the bone. And the funniest part, dicks don't have bones. (laughs) It's not in humans. You know? That's how sweaty I would be if I wore a sweater and a blazer to a party. I've tried it. Oh, my God. I've tried to be that indie dude, that dude that listens to Def Cab for Cutie. And it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work for us. It doesn't work. Nope. By the end of the night, you're taking off clothes and people are like, are you okay? (laughs) I'll tell you what I do. So normally, when I got to go somewhere, I normally take my shower right before I leave. So I'm already hot. Yes. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put on my jeans, my t-shirt or button down, whatever, my jeans and my base layer, whatever I'm going to yeah. present to the world whenever, or whenever I get where I'm going. Right. But the first layer jacket, the winter coat, the scarf, the gloves, that all goes to the lobby in my arm. Yeah. It makes and sense. Sometimes, 50, it's 50-50. Half the time, I'll put it all on before I go out the front door. But the other half of the time, I'm still hot from the shower. So I'll actually go outside in the 25-degree weather in just my T-shirt and put on my coat out there. Yeah, I, I did that all the time when I lived up there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't get it. I'm like, get on the elevator with these people. And they are beanie, scarf. First coat, second coat, gloves, and they walked out their apartment door that way. And you're in an older building now, right? Uh, it's like 10 years. It's like five years older than my other building. Oh, okay. So kind of. But like, especially in those old New York buildings where they have like steam heat. Oh, we don't have and, that, no. And it's, and it's burning <laughs> up inside. <laughs> it's like 80 degrees. 82 degrees indoors. Um, God, I remember, uh, and people are bundled up in that, getting ready to leave, waiting to leave. I'm like, what is wrong with you? How do you do that? I don't know. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. That yeah, you've, 
You fucking assholes with your weird insides and your skinny bodies that can just wear things places. Don't at me. Don't, Don't at, at me. me. You're your fucking skinny privilege. With your, with your skinny privilege. Don't at me. Bro. Don't do it. All right. All right. So, that's it for us today, boy. We're, we're winding up. We're winding down. We're winding out. Um, <laughs> you got anything? We got some fan mail. Oh, hell yeah. Let's talk to yeah. our fans, man. One dude in particular. We got, we got you know, Stephanie Hilburn. Uh, you know, all the Hilbins are always writing in. The Hilbins are great them. people. Um, maybe I'll be. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I've never met and... the Hilbins. I'm just. I love them because they love me, and that's my. That's all. That's all I need. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to be subbing in their school t- school district. Ah, nice. So nice. That's kind of fun. Uh, we got the uh, our other. From Jason Boyles, subject line, I love your podcast. Just want to say I love listening to y'all. Thank you for doing the podcast. Doesn't know how he heard of us. Saw me on YouTube somewhere. And now he's here. Boom. Wants to see us do theater sometime. What up, Jason Boyles? Thanks for tuning in, man. I really appreciate it. That's pretty rad. We love fans. Send us send us your fan mail at Matt on that podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Matt on that pod on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield. Follow me on Instagram at Matters. What do you got, buddy? You can find me at MattBeery06 on all my social medias. I'm going to say this every episode from now on. You can follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Hell, even follow me on Snapchat. I don't really use it that much, but don't fucking follow me on Facebook. Facebook sucks. No, Facebook's for us. Don't, 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 don't. You know, I'm not going to add you on Facebook. And it also sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. It's awful. <laughs> well, that's uh, going to do it for us today, folks. Um, really hope glad you, like the you new, came along. Hope you like the new themes. I, I worked very hard on them. I'm very appreciative of that. I've told you so in text messages, yes. but thank you. Great. It was super work. fun. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to come up with more themes. Hell yeah. Outstanding work too. Just fucking uh, top flight. Fantastic. It's, it's, it's not even work. It's just fun. Anyway, adios fuckers. See ya. <laughs>